What is going on, everybody? This is Mike Hughes, and you're listening to Mike on the Mic, everything sports-related podcast. Today is January 27th, Thursday, 2022, and the Chicago Bears are officially here. We are here. We have our general manager in Ryan Poles out of Kansas City with from the Kansas City Chiefs. We now have our head coach from the Indianapolis Colts, defensive coordinator Matt Eberflus. I can't believe it happened. The news broke this morning. You can check out my live reaction on 1252 Entertainment on Facebook or at 1252.com. You can find myself and Fat Mike from Fat Mike Chicago Sports. You can find our reactions live at 1252. You can check us out there. You can find my reactions and thoughts on it tonight at the ASAP Network on ASAP Plus and the ASAP Network on Facebook, YouTube, uh, Roku, and Apple TV. You can find it all there. I'm excited for it. Let's break it down on Mike on the Mic podcast. We've been waiting for this for a very long time. It's time to finally break everything down. A lot's going on. A lot's going on in the last few days. Now, it all started with, what, like we said, like we predicted on Mike on the Mic podcast. You can check it out. Check out that previous episode on Bears GM and head coach candidates. Definitely check out that episode. It dropped this same morning that uh, Ryan Poles is actually hired by the Chicago Bears, which was amazing timing on my part. I filmed it that morning. I posted it the night before that I felt like Ryan Poles was the guy. George McCaskey flies all the way out to O'Hare Airport. Um, not flies, drives all the way out to O'Hare Airport, picks up Ryan Poles, and by 10 o'clock that next morning, he's hired as the Bears general manager. Now, obviously, we've gone in deep detail about who Ryan Poles is, why this is going to be a good hire, and why we need to do this moving forward. Now, what do we know about Matt Eberflus? Now, I call him Matt Elmer Glue because I don't know how to pronounce Eberflus. It took me an hour and a half to learn how to say it at a consistent level and at a consistent rate. Um, so definitely bear with me if I kind of butcher that from time to time or it takes me a little while to say his name. Still getting used to it. Just like Nagy, uh, a lot of people didn't know how to pronounce the name Matt Nagy. So we're going to get used to it. Uh, Ryan Poles and Matt Eberglues, welcome to the Chicago Bears organization. I'm excited to get started. We all thought it was either going to be Jim Caldwell or Dan Quinn, and the number three candidate was picked by Ryan Poles himself, who had full control in the second interviews and everything going on with the Chicago Bears. I'm super excited about it. I'm super excited about everything we've been doing, everything we're building right now. Um, A lot of people are disappointed. It's not Jim Harbaugh. It's not uh, Byron Leftwich. It's not Brian Dable. And I'm upset it's not Brian Dable because we all know I love Brian Dable so much. I love Brian Dable. I think he's going to do amazing things no matter where he ends up. Hopefully it's not the New York Giants. But it's looking like it will be because they just hired the Bills' uh, former assistant GM. So that's a conversation for a whole different day. But, you know, I I did want to go offensive-minded. I said that. I made that clear as day. Um, My biggest concern was what I think the monsters of the midway need to be in the future. Um, and, and it needs to be an offensive-minded thing. When you think of the monsters of the midway, you need to think of Justin Fields, David Montgomery, Darnell Mooney, guys like Chris Godwin or, or Williams or other free agents out there, Cole Komet. Um, the list goes on and on of, of guys we need to think instead of thinking of Khalil Mack, Robert Quinn, Roquan Smith, Akeem Hicks, Eddie Jackson, so on and so forth. Like We need to be able to think of other guys. We need to be to have this offense be feared. And, and that's what they've never had throughout their entire career um, of being a franchise. You know, there's the Walter Payton era, and that was it. No one was afraid. Even, even the Jay Cutler, Brandon Marshall, Matt Forte, Alshon Jeffrey days. 
No one feared them solely based on them. You also feared Peanut Tillman, Tim Jennings, Brian Urlacher, Lance Briggs, Alex Brown, so on and so forth. You feared the defense just as much, if not more, than that offense. And that's just the reality of it at the end of the day. Um, So I do think that speaks volumes to what we're doing right now. Here's my biggest thing. I love Ryan Poles. I've made it a point. He was a part of this. He put together the scouting department of the Kansas City Chiefs, the guys who drafted and scouted Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Kareem Hunt, um, the list goes on and on, the Honey Badger, and so many other amazing acquisitions. They've brought that into fold. They've brought that into pieces. Um, and So I love what he's done, and he's only 34 years old. He's a relatively young guy. Um, if I'm not mistaken, he's 34 years old. I know he's in his 30s for sure. Um, He's been with the Kansas City Chiefs for over 13 years in that organization, just continuing to pile up resumes, being everything from coordinators to staff hirings to um, personnel operations, executives. He's been everything. So I love Ryan Poles. Everything he's doing is amazing. Um, And I'm here for every second of it. Now, a lot of people say it's very similar to you know Ryan Pace and, and, and what Ryan Pace did for the New Orleans Saints. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was the New Orleans Saints. But um, it, it's not. It's not by any means. And, and I'll explain why. When you look at who was drafted under Ryan Pace, I don't really look at it and say, wow, he had home runs all over the board. He was drafting very well, um, and he did amazing things. Now, here's the thing about Ryan Pace. He drafts very well. He, we know he can with the Chicago Bears. In later rounds, he's your guy. Tariq Cohen, Darnell Mooney, Eddie Jackson. Um, the list goes on and on of amazing later round picks that he's brought in. Khalil Herbert. I mean, I mean, we can do this all day. We can do this all day and we can sit here and, and talk about guys that he's brought in in later rounds and they have exceeded expectations. Travis Gibson's one of those guys as well. I think is going to be huge and a big name next year. Um, it, it's definitely something to me, though, at the end of the day, I look at it and I say he would miss in the early rounds, you know, whether that be, you know, Mitchell Trubisky, Adam Shaheen, uh, Kevin White, so on and so forth. Like even Leonard Floyd to some extent, you know what I mean? Like Leonard wasn't the clear cut guy. Um, You know, I liked Leonard, but he wasn't the greatest. So I definitely do think at the end of the day, though, um, with polls, you know, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, when when Tyreek Hill, when it's the clear cut guys you need to take. He takes him. You know, we could have taken we could have taken George Kittle out of Iowa. It was clear cut that he was great out of Iowa, and for whatever reason, he decided to go to Adam Shaheen, who was the first player to ever get drafted into the NFL coming out of his college. He was a better basketball player than he was a fucking football player, and and fucking Ryan Ryan Pace just took a shot at him, and 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 that's the problem. Mitchell Trubisky. He, he took a shot on Mitchell Trubisky, and y'all know I love Money Mitch. You know I have mad love for Mitchell Trubisky and everything he does. But the reality of it is he only started 12 games. He only started in his senior year, um, and, and, and he didn't get that much draft stock added to him until after the combine, shortly before the NFL draft. You know what I mean? Like It was one guy who truly sat there and said, Mitchell Trubisky has the potential to be the next Aaron Rodgers. And then every GM heard that and ran with it. And he started building his stock. And then they started talking about him being potentially a top 10 pick, um, a top 5 pick, so on and so forth. And then Ryan Pace heard that and he reached. He reached. Let's just be real about it. He did. Patrick Mahomes didn't have the stock that he had coming out of Texas. Um, And and then, you know, Deshaun Watson, 
for whatever reason, he missed on that a national champion and, and led Clemson to a national championship is fucking insane to me how he didn't go number one overall or number two. Um, but yeah, that's 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 the problems that we have we had with Ryan Pace. Ryan Poles is the complete opposite. Now, I don't know how he's going to do in the later rounds, especially this year and this year's draft. I don't know how he's going to perform. This year's draft is actually one of the drafts I would prefer to have Ryan Pace uh, because I know how he acts in the, in the second to seventh round. Or maybe not second. Maybe, maybe third to fourth to seventh round. But at the end of the day, I truly do think Ryan Poles is going to be that guy. I'm really excited about it. I love every minute of it. I'm here for it. Um, I, I would have loved Ed Dodds, but like we said, he withdrew himself from it. So I feel like the next best option, and I said, if it wasn't Ed Dodds, I want Ryan Poles. I love what they built in Kansas City. I love the people he's had around him. He has one Super Bowl championship ring on his finger already. He has the potential of getting two. If they win this year, he's been to four straight AFC championships with the teams that he helped construct. I, I truly do believe at the end of the day, he's going to bring in the right guys and he's going to be a big part of what makes this team uh, the monsters of the midway again. And now before we get into this with with Matt, here's my thing with Matt. The fact that we took a Ryan and a Matt after firing a Ryan and a Matt, blow my fucking mind. You fired a GM named, named Ryan and then, and then you hired a GM named Ryan. You fired a head coach named Matt. And you hired a new head coach named Matt. That old front office is like they never missed a beat. It's like it's like they were never fired. You know what I mean? But um, in all seriousness, I, I I do think at the end of the day, Matt's going to be very good for this team. I think he brings a lot into this. I think he's going to be special. Uh, Matt Everflues is is one of those guys. He he's a leader. He's a man amongst men, and, and that speaks volumes. And, and I think that's exactly what we need right now. Um, my biggest thing, my biggest concern is, is how Khalil Mack and how Robert Quinn and Roquan Smith and others might feel uh, because this will be their fourth defensive coordinator in a span of, what, four or five years? Like you've had Vic Fangio, Chuck Pagano, Sean Desai, and now you're going to have Everflues. Um, the thing about Everflues is, though, and, and Fat Mike and I were talking about it today on 1252. Again, check out 1252 for our initial reactions. We really dive deep into who Everflues is and, and, and what he's done throughout his career. Um, but this is basically just a breakdown. Um, ever since joining the Colts in 2018, they have been top 10 in least points allowed in the NFL. He has transformed that Colts defense into a monster defense. And that's just the reality of it. He is a no bullshit, no tolerance type of guy. Guys like Eddie Jackson are probably terrified right now for the work that this guy's going to put in. Because Matt Nagy allowing Eddie Jackson to just do him when Eddie Jackson can't hit a fucking tackling dummy. When Eddie Jackson couldn't hit water if he was jumping off a boat at 100 miles a minute. Like, that's just the reality of it. Everflues is not going to take that shit. It's next man up, and he will move you if he has to move you. This is, he is not your guy. He did not draft you. He did not sign you. If he does not believe in Eddie Jackson or any guys on that defense, they will be moved. And that, and that speaks to everybody. Eddie Goldman. Eddie, uh, Akeem Hicks and everyone else, uh, Robert Quinn and everyone else on that team. Now, I think they're going to stay in a 3-4. Uh, I don't think they moved to a 4-3. We've been talking about it a little bit. Um, when you have two pass rushers on your edges like Robert Quinn and Khalil Mack who aren't that great in coverage, uh, especially Robert. Robert will go, if they move to a 4-3, Robert Quinn will go to the best Bears defensive player to one of the worst because he's going to get beat. It's just his age. It's just who he is. He's not a great in coverage. Um... 
And that was one of the biggest problems to me with him and Chuck Pagano is because Chuck Pagano was so passive. He wasn't let, allowing guys to blitz. He's not allowing guys to flourish. And that's why you see a lot of guys like Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn take a step back in 2020, especially 2019, 2020. It, it, it spoke volumes. It spoke volumes and it, it was hurt. Sean Desai took full advantage of that. And he let these guys go out there like bulls in a china shop. And he they was not fucking around. So I love that. I love that mentality. Um, you know, and, and you look at the Colts history throughout Peyton Manning days, throughout Andrew Luck's days, they did not have great defenses whatsoever. Um, even, even in 2006, when it was Bears versus Colts in the Super Bowl, they didn't have the greatest defense. They didn't. We're being completely honest here. Um, at the end of the day, I truly do believe in Eberflus being one of the greatest Bears defensive coaches um, that we're going to have throughout this decade. I, I, and by this decade, I strictly mean this decade. Um, I'm expecting him to be here for a while. I, I, I don't see a problem with him. He is the culture that the McCaskies are looking for. They love defensive-minded guys. They love the Monsters of the Midway um, mentality. They love that George Hallis shit, like that defense first, that Buddy Ryan, that Mike Ditka type of mentality. This guy has it. I truly do mean that. Um, but here's, here's, here's where we're, we're not going to be biased here. We're not going to be biased and act like this is perfect because this all means nothing if we don't bring in a good offensive coordinator. We need an offensive coordinator. And honestly, and I've said this, I think Jim Caldwell needs to be the offensive coordinator because I know they're interviewing him for the head coaching job and how much he loves Matt Nagy. Not Matt Nagy, pardon me. Don't know why that guy's still in my head. Run free. Run free, Matt Nagy lives in my head. Um, but... How much he loves Justin Fields, pardon me. Caldwell loves Fields. Caldwell loves everything about Fields. And now whether he was saying that there's validity to it or whether he was just saying that because he wanted to get the job, I don't know. But I would like to think that he loves him. We saw what he did with Stafford. We saw what he did in Miami. We saw what he was going to do in Miami until he had his health scare. Um, you know, he had to step away from the team with heart issues and on a plant-based diet. Now that was in 2019. Um, and, and I feel like that's, that's a good role for him, his offensive coordinator. It's good for his heart. It's good for his body. It's good for his mind that he doesn't solely have to focus on the entire board. He can just focus on what he wants to do. Um, obviously, Larry Borum is a dog. I think Tevin Jenkins is a dog. Uh, I like Daniels, but he's replaceable. I like Whitehair, but he's replaceable. We have a lot of money. We are top 10 in salary cap. We can have a lot. We, I think we're ranked specifically at number 10 um, in, in most money available. So we got to get offensive linemen in there. We got to get someone like a Williams at wide receiver. We got to get a Godwin. I don't care what it is. We're going to be missing Godwin for probably a few weeks, uh, maybe even the first half of the season after that ACL tear with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But this guy, if he comes back and he is who he was, I have no doubt in my mind that we're going to be amazing. You know, you have Godwin, you have Mooney, you have Goodwin, you have Daz Newsom. You have a lot of weapons that you can work with. You're going to have Tariq Cohen back. You have David Montgomery, Cole Komet, and guys we draft. Who knows? I mean, I'm really excited about what the potential is with this offense. But it won't go anywhere with Justin Fields if we don't bring in a leader to help mentor and develop this kid and this entire offense. We need someone like Caldwell. I truly do believe that. Whether it's Jim Harbaugh, whether it's uh, uh, Jim Caldwell or Brian Dable or whoever, I don't give a shit. Find them and pay them the money they deserve because that's been the problem. That was the problem with Jay Cutler. You know, you could say what you want, but Jay Cutler's best offensive coordinator was Adam Gase. Let that sink in. Adam fucking Gase, who's the joke of New York, who will never get another job for as long as he shall live. Or shouldn't, at least. 
But that was his best offensive coordinator. He had over six offensive coordinators in a span of six seasons, if I'm not mistaken. Or seven seasons. It's something like that. But it, the, the point holds true. These guys need consistency. Same thing for the defense. Here he is. Eberflus is here. He's fucking staying, and he's D.C. I don't want to fucking hear from anybody that he's not or that it's going to be somebody else or, or that we're going to have a new D.C. in three years. No, this is it. We're rocking with this defense. We had it with Fangio. We were building something consistent and something to be proud of, and look what happened. We fucking shit the bed. We brought in Chuck Pagano. Chuck fucked everything. Sean tried to save it, and now we're starting from scratch again, and there's a question mark on how this is going to play out. So to me... I, you you got to rock with this. We got to rock with this. And this needs to be it for a very long time. Um, but I'm excited about it. I think this is going to be a great hire. Um, I wasn't the happiest about it. I thought I was starting to finally come around to the Jim Caldwell idea. Um, I, I, I was. I'm not even going to lie. I, I was very excited about Jim Caldwell. Um, but with that being said, I, I do think at the end of the day, if you can get Jim Caldwell as your offensive coordinator, then it's genius. Because that way, Jim doesn't have to focus on the defense. He doesn't have to have any part of it. He can just strictly work with his quarterback and his offense. And Everflues can build the culture. Jim can build the culture of an offense and not have to worry about building the culture of a defense. Because Sean Desai, as good as he is, I don't know how he was looked at or how he was viewed. I know they loved him. He was like their buddy. Um, but at the end of the day, you want someone who's going to not not allow you to just buck around and, and be you. Like... Vildor, Shelley, and fucking Eddie Jackson need to be held accountable for the bullshit that they did throughout the last couple years. They do. Like, that's just the reality of the situation. I do not want to see Shelley back. And I love Eddie Jackson for what he did in 2018, but I have to be real that 2018 was four fucking years ago. Like, that's just the, that's just the reality of it. Seven interceptions was awesome. What you did was awesome. I'm a former safety, so I love watching other safeties thrive, especially on the Chicago Bears. Because, I mean, the Chris Conte days were fucking awful. So to have someone like Eddie was really a lot of fun. I almost bought an Eddie Jackson jersey. But the reality of the situation is that you have not been the guy that we've paid you to be. Once you got that bag, you clocked out. I'm going to need you to either clock back in or get the fuck out. And that's just the reality of the situation. And I'll take a fucking fifth or a sixth round pick for you. I don't care as long as we can get that money off. I'm perfectly fine with that. So that, that, that's truly how I look at it with Everflues and, and why I like Matt is because he's a no, no, he's a no bullshit type of guy. He's going to be honest. He's going to be real. And if you can't adjust to that and you can't learn off the whim of how to get better and you're not willing to take his, his critiques, you're fucking out the door. Whereas with Matt Nagy, it was just kind of just fucking playing with everybody's dick, hyping everybody up that he loves them so much, unless your name was Mitchell Trubisky, and then he fucking hated you. It, it comes down to it at the end of the day that I think Matt's going to hold guys accountable. He's going to hold himself accountable, and he's going to understand that things aren't perfect. But they, they need to be. He needs to understand Travis Gibson may not be a first-round pick. Thomas Graham Jr. may not be a first-round pick, but you guys are going to need to step up week in and week out. And that's just the reality of the situation. So I'm really excited for it. I'm really excited to see what these guys have to bring. Um, and, and I do think at the end of the day that this is going to be a good hire. I, I just think, again, if there is no offensive coordinator, this ship has already sunk. They need to bring in an OC, someone they trust, 
someone that we know is 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 solidified already in what he's done. I don't want a Nathaniel Brackett who just got the job at Denver. Um, I don't want a Byron Leftwich who just got the job in Jacksonville, unconfirmed but confirmed. I have no fucking idea. Uh, Jacksonville's a mess, but it, it's definitely something to me where it you know I think we need somebody like a Eric Bieniemy, a Brian Dable, a Jim Caldwell. I don't want some experiment, some Urban Myers half-ass type dude or some guy who's been an offensive lineman's coach and is now a fucking uh, offensive coordinator calling plays for the first time in his career. I don't want that shit. That's a bad fucking look, especially with this kid. Justin Fields deserves better. Just that Point blank. Justin Fields, the, the talent that this kid has deserves a better offensive coordinator than Kirk Cousins. Deserves a better offensive coordinator than Aaron Rodgers. Deserves a better... You know why he deserves one? It's because of where he's at. This kid has all the potential in the world to be a top quarterback in this league. And at the end of the day, he's not going to be able to do it by himself. And we know that. Time in and time out. Jay Cutler, Josh McCown, Mitchell Trubisky, Nick Foles, Andy Dalton. who Rex Grossman. I don't care. Even Jim McMahon. You can name any of them. At the end of the day, the reality sits in. If you don't have a Mike Ditka, if you don't have a Buddy Ryan, if you don't have the leaders in that room to be able to make this train fucking go, it's not going to go. And maybe sometimes there will be games where it does go, and it goes a few feet, and you're like, holy shit, this is it, this is it, this is it. Then the very next week, fucking three interceptions, three points, and, 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 and two fumbles. You know what I mean? Like, that's... That's just, that's what the Bears are. That's what we are. That's what we've been for a very long time, over 30 years now. Like fat, my boy, Fat Mike always says, eight winning seasons that aren't 500 seasons. Eight winning seasons. Since what? It's been 32 years? That is horrendous. That is insanely obscured and insanely inappropriate for what what this team is supposed to be the monsters of the midway aren't supposed to just pop around once every 10 years or two two three times every 10 years they're supposed to consistently be big names like dallas dallas is always quote-unquote america's team they're always in the mix you know whether whether they're good or they're bad the fans believe that this is it but bears fans are tired we're fucking tired so I'm perfectly fine with Matt Everflues. Welcome to the Chicago Bears. I'm perfectly fine and, and more than perfectly fine with Ryan Poles. Welcome to the Chicago Bears, boys. I can't wait to see what you guys have to bring. I can't wait to see the tenacity, the grit, the grind, um, and, and everything else that you are going to bring to this organization because this is what it's been lacking. These are not yes men. These are men. Men amongst boys compared to Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy. I'm very excited about it, but again... I need that offensive line. I need that offensive line to be your very first concern. I need that offensive coordinator to be your very first move. Then your first concern being that offensive line. That's what I need. I don't, I don't need yes men. I don't need people playing with their dicks. I don't need anything like that. I just need you guys to go out there and be the Chicago Bears. Be what, they, but be what we expect them to be. Because we're blue collar. We know we're blue collar. At the end of the day, the Chicago Bears are a blue-collar, hard-working, hard-nosed, hard-tackle football team. 
And as of right now, Eddie Jackson can't fucking tackle our, 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 our nose tackle. Our hard-nosed guy doesn't even want to fucking be there in Eddie Goldman. And we have no offensive line protecting David Montgomery. We need to fix this. And I think we can. I think it's a lot easier said than done. But it's definitely going to be a process. And, and we still have to pick up the pieces of what Ryan Pace fucked up with. We still got guys on contracts. We still have to pay Nick Foles. We still have no first-round picks. We still have all this other shit going on. But I truly do believe if anybody's going to fix it, it's Ryan Poles. And if anybody's going to instill a culture, it's Matt Eberflus. So I'm really excited about it. My next move, if I'm the Chicago Bears, is hiring Jim Caldwell as offensive coordinator. Uh, have him or, or quarterbacks coach, whatever he wants to fit in whatever role. Uh, just give it to him. Give it to him. And I think at the end of the day, we're going to be in a very good position to get better and to continue to make waves and make splashes. Now, in free agency, we're going to have a whole episode about free agency and where the Chicago Bears need to go moving into that. I'm very excited about it. I think it's going to be great. Uh, Again, Chris Godwin, uh, Hightower, and so many others, I think we can get on relatively cheap deals. Um, So I'm really excited about that. There's not too many guys we need to bring back. I understand Danny Trevathan we're probably going to be parting ways with. Ogletree we're probably going to lose. Akeem Hicks we're probably going to lose. Allen Robinson has been out the door before the season even started. Uh, So I definitely think we're out on Allen Robinson. But um, I'm really excited about it. Christian Kirk, Godwin, Williams, so many others. I think we're going to be in a really good spot. Uh, moving forward. So with that being said, thank you guys for listening. This is Mike Hughes from Mike on the Mic. Peace and bear down, baby.